Hey everyone and welcome to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I am your host, Dan. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for blessing us. Every time you reach out and talk to us, we we love hearing your stories. We ask that you continue to do it. We want to hear from you. We want to hear how this podcast is blessing you. And we'd love for you to continue to rate us on different platforms, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, iHeartRadio, we're all over the place, YouTube even. Uh, Please feel free to rate us there and comment. We would love to hear from you. And also feel free to visit our website, HolySpiritSoapbox.com. Feel free to email us at HolySpiritSoapbox at gmail.com as well. Today's episode is called, Are You Prunable? I didn't know if that was a word, so I had to look it up. And it is, so I'm not making up words here. Prunable being able to be pruned, right? It's based on our property being a place where plants go to die. I kid you not. Inside the house, outside the house, it doesn't matter. The stuff that we want to live dies. With the exception of those weeds, right? Actually, we don't want them to live, so yeah, hence why they're continuing to live and and do well, even if we don't water anything. The weeds are the only things that survive, as you've heard in my previous episode, you'll miss the sunset. But other things, fruits, vegetables, just flowers, aloe plants, I don't know how we're killing succulents, but but it happens. I think every nursery in the state of Colorado should just ban us from buying plants. Because these poor things just straight up die every time we try to plant them. The, the effort and love is there. Don't get me wrong. We're not trying to kill them. And I really hate seeing them wither and like see diseases overtake these plants. But it just happens. People are like, you should try organic compost or this type of soil. Give it more water. No, you're watering it too much. I'm like, we do all of this, but it's, it, they don't want to live here. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But then we learned about pruning. Pruning is so beneficial for mostly all types of plants. When you cut your grass, that's actually pruning. It helps keep it healthy by creating more of an intricate rooting system to continue to thrive and ward off weeds, which we all know we don't like them weeds. When you trim tree limbs, newer, healthier tree limbs start to to, to grow and they, they help the tree increase their intake of sunlight through their leaves. If you prune things like a tomato plant, the energy stops going to the dying stem and starts going to the other healthy branches that produce real fruit. So we got on a better schedule for mowing our lawn and trimming and pruning our fruits and veggies and then we started seeing a difference and we started seeing actual fruit. They weren't dying in a week or two anymore. And we started getting these things that we can actually partake in and, and, and eat. It was so cool. And our grass has been green and thriving so we can all play on it. It's really awesome. But we still find ourselves running into premature plant deaths. Don't get me wrong. I mean, things happen. But they started to change for the better. All right? Things started to change for the better. If you have any gardening tips, please let us know, okay? Because we can use it for sure. But the point of this is that pruning has started to make a huge difference. This isn't gardening 101, Dan. What are you talking about? This is about God and the Holy Spirit. Well, I got your back. In John chapter 15, 1 through 17, our Lord Jesus says this. 
I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, there's the word, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. That's the NIV. Golly, does that sound familiar with just fruits, veggies, trees, grass, right? We, as people, okay, being the branches, we have these branches that we put all of our energy into that don't produce fruits of the Spirit. The Spirit of God or Holy Spirit does the work inside of and through us where if we have these things and these branches that are weak and not fruitful, we cannot produce fruits of the Spirit. Well, what are the fruits of the Spirit? I did a sermon a few weeks ago where we talk about the Holy Spirit, who He is, and what we see from Him when we let Him work. I want to dig into that a little bit more here. Again, according to Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, this is the NIV, the fruits of the Spirit are this, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, these things can show or come to fruition if we don't have the Holy Spirit, of course, right? All those things, you can have those things or show those things even if you don't have the Holy Spirit. However, fruits are not things that are focused on. Fruits are things that occur during certain situations. For instance, if work, you go to work and it's kicking your butt and some situation happens in the moment, what is your response? What's your initial response? Is it any one of those good fruits? I can say straight up, not for me. <laughs> not, not at all. I tend to fall away from these good fruits and into the bad fruits. But why do we fall into the bad fruits? We have to allow the Spirit to prune us. Giving up control. Please listen to I'm Out of Control. If you haven't heard that episode, it's a great one. Giving up control is a big step as a Christian. It really is. Literally to let go and let God work. The Spirit wants to do great things with you, but you have to allow Him to do it. You have to allow it to happen. In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 6, we hear about God's vineyard. He says, I will lay it waste. It will not be pruned or hoed, but briars and thorns will come up I will also charge the clouds to rain no rain on it. That sounds rough. The context around this is partial lamentation on Jerusalem for walking away from God. So they're refusing to be pruned. Therefore, God will not prune the bad branches from them or us if we don't allow him to. When we start to focus on God and not on self, selfish wants, uh, selfish motivations, and we give control to the Spirit to move in and through us, that's when we start seeing these fruits of the Spirit starting to bear. In any situation you might be in, those fruits will bear. And those fruits often lead others to follow God and choose life. 
Most importantly, when we take in bad fruits of the world or bad things, right? Things that cause us to stumble or orient away from God. We then can't let the Spirit prune us and work in and through us. Soaking in worldly things to cure us, I put those in in quotes, cure us from stressful or difficult situations only leads to worldly fruit when more bad situations arise. The best way to cure situations or to cure how you react in certain situations is by soaking in God's word and getting closer to him. And as I said earlier, being of the spirit, spirit led and allowing the spirit to move you and move in and through you, how you speak and how you act may actually get other people to start following God. Why? Because these people are taking notes, believe it or not, as everybody does. People are observant. They see things. They see how we react as Christians to certain things. And if we are self-proclaimed Christians and we're Christians that we go out and we tell the world the gospel and all these things, but then these bad fruits show the things that are not of the Spirit, the things that are opposite of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, if all those things start showing the opposite of, of those good fruits, then they're going to notice that. And if somebody's on the fence about being a Christian and they see you acting all mopey, right? If work is kicking your butt or if you just hate work or complaining all the time or not being appreciative, right? Not being patient, not showing kindness to others, not having this joy and hope, right? That that just radiates. They're going to see that. And would you want to be a Christian if you see somebody just acting absolutely horrible? <laughs> I wouldn't. And I'm not saying these other things like anger and lamentation and, and sadness don't come when you're a Christian. They do because we are still human. But when we're spirit-led and we're filled with the spirit and we continuously look to God and we fill ourselves every day with God, whether it's through his word or, or music or a combination of both, if, if we are just continuously filling ourselves with the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit is going to radiate. It's going to shine. You heard that old song, right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let the light shine through. Don't rely on the world or the worldly things to bring you joy and happiness and love and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. All those things will and maybe will come in some form, some way. But don't rely on the world or worldly things to bring those fruits out because it can't. The Holy Spirit, those things come from the Holy Spirit when you're squeezed in these tight situations. And speaking of digging into God's word, we have some verses to meditate on. Now, I've mentioned these throughout this whole episode, but please reread them. Really dig into them. Get the context around these these verses as well. Okay, so that, that God can really speak to you and you can hear. Ask for the ears to hear here. Okay, so here are your four verses. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 6, 
Matthew chapter 7 verses 17 through 20, John chapter 15 verses 1 through 17, and then Romans chapter 8 verse 5. If you don't have a pen, no problem. We wrote them in the description for you. And before I get into the questions here, I just want to apologize for singing. Um, <laughs> my voice, I already feel bad that you have to listen to this voice of mine. But to add poor singing on top of that, my gosh, I really hope bad fruits don't bear. But anyway, here are your three questions. Okay, here we go. Do you often see the fruits of the Spirit come out when you are in certain stressful or worrying, etc. situations? Do you often see the fruits of the Spirit come out when you're in those situations? Question two, what are some influences in your life that are causing you to not be filled with the Holy Spirit? And finally, question three, what are some practices you could start to help in your pruning when certain situations arise? Okay, what are some practices you could start to help in your pruning when certain situations arise? How can you Allow the Holy Spirit, allow God to cut those yucky branches off that you don't need in order to bear good fruit and do God's will. You know what? I'm going to add one more question in there. Okay, I asked it at the beginning, but I'll ask it right now again. Do you have any gardening tips for my wife and I? (laughs) I'm serious. We can always use the advice, any advice, extra advice, all advice. Please write to us. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your secrets. Okay, aside from pruning and watering more or less, whatever secrets you got for gardening, we want to hear it. HolySpiritSoapbox.com. You can chat with us there. HolySpiritSoapbox at gmail.com. You can write us an email or you can reach us on Instagram or Twitter. Finally, I would love to pray for everybody here. We we love you guys. We, we thank you so much. We appreciate you. So I want to pray over everybody here Please take your prayer posture, whatever that looks like. You can bow your head, you can stand up, you can sit down, you can fall to your face, fall to the ground, whatever it is. Let's take a prayer posture and let's talk to God. Our Father, thank you for allowing us to have the Holy Spirit to work when we are here in this world. We ask that you prune us so that we can bear good fruit to glorify you in all things that we do. We are continuously looking to your spirit for guidance. So please, please continue to work in us so that the fruits of the spirit can bless this world. We appreciate all you do for us. And we ask these things in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.